When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sport and the connection to the land. On Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licensed REAA 2008. Yes, the relationship between sports in New Zealand and the land we live on runs as deep as anything. It's impossible to ignore that our beautiful and unique surroundings of vast and rural communities have helped shape and mould the Kiwi identity many of our most successful athletes have used to reach the top of their craft, driving hours to training, using work on the farm as a time in the gym, developing resilience and mental fortitude while working the land, all part of growing up in rural New Zealand while chasing sporting dreams. One man who knows this better than most is the great, and I mean great, Ian Kirkpatrick, captaining the All Blacks 43 times in his 113 matches, including appearing in 38 consecutive tests. From 1967 to 1977, Kirky was a rural icon in the black jersey. He played 85 times for his beloved Poverty Bay, a region he knows so well. Farming there as well in Canterbury throughout the years. We couldn't think of anyone better to kick off our sport and its connection to the land feature with more, um, with the one and only Ian Kirkpatrick. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? Not too bad, is he? Not too bad at all. Hey, mate, I know it's been um, pretty devastating up there in the Tairawhiti area, mate. Um no doubt you've you still got your hands on the ground. What are you seeing and, and what's been going on in the last couple of, uh, couple of weeks, mate? Oh, yeah, no, it hasn't been good up here, particularly uh, north of here, Tolaga Bay, um, Togamoa Bay. They've, they've taken a hiding for the last, it seems, nine months where they've had problems up there with heavy rain. And so, yeah, and, and, and of course, this last Gabriel one um, was a lot more widespread, but but not quite as widespread, you know. It's it's been a funny, funny type of cyclone. This, as far as we're concerned, over here in, in in the east coast and Gisborne, it's it's been bad in places and other places not far away hasn't been so bad, you know. So there's there's areas that have been devastated. I mean, you've got no idea, and I've seen a few of them, and uh, yeah, no, it hasn't been good, and just. But, you know, it just makes everyone sort of get behind each other and help each other. And, oh, you know, even in town, there's, there's you know, there's problems around the, um, the main river that comes into the Gisborne Wharf. I mean, this, that's been pretty horrific too. So, yeah, no, it's been, it's been terrible. And, uh, 
and I guess uh, that goes with Hawke's Bay as well, and particularly the S Valley. It's just been uh, something, something else. Yeah, I don't think people uh, have come to terms with uh, the enormity of, of the situation. Like, um, we know that a lot of our produce, our farming, uh, you know, uh, the produce that's produced in, in Gizzi with Leader Brand and obviously the animals that are that are farmed around the East Coast, like, this is a pretty devastating thing. How, how long's this journey going to take? Like, this ain't a quick fix, is it? Well, it's going to take a long time. Some guys can't, you know, they can't get stock out at the moment because they haven't got bridges. So, you know, they're going about trying to make make roading uh, a little bit better than, <laughs> than than it is now. And so they can get stock out because it's pretty important for everyone concerned. Freezing works. Um, and you mentioned uh, Leader Brand, particularly here on the flats. They've, they've had a, a heck of a year and it's just been a one big problem right through the whole summer. We I don't, mm. I can't remember a summer like this ever. Um, it's just been in the grounds waterlogged, and so every time we get some sort of a, a storm or a heavy downpour, um, we we get erosion on the hills and just waterlogging on the flats, and so it's been difficult for everyone really, whether whether you're farming out in the hills or you're, you're cropping or harvesting on the flats here. It's just been a, a one big nightmare really. Well, let's talk about you, Kirky, because that's why we got you on the show. Look, you were obviously a champion. You played over 100 times for the famous black jersey. You played for Poverty Bay. When you go back to Poverty Bay, my wife's from Gizzy. Everyone knows Ian Kirkpatrick. Look, how much did working on the lands, on the landscape, like in the farming industry, how much did that really shape your identity as a footballer, as a rugby player? Oh, I think back in the day, I mean, you know, a lot of the uh, the All Black Ford packs were made up of farmers or guys um, in, the, in the royal scene and uh, you know it was I guess we had a, a bit of an advantage over our, our position particularly overseas where you know a lot of the players came from um, city jobs and um, uh, we were sort of raw boned farmers who had the advantage of uh, doing what we did on the land whether it was doing sheep work or cattle work or or even even on the flats, uh, sitting in practice for a while, um, yeah, it was, it was a, a big advantage. I think you know, of course, we we didn't really know anything about gymnasium. Said <laughs> our gymnasium without <laughs> work, pretty much. <laughs> so um, you know, we saw Pinky carrying logs over his back and <laughs> posts and strainer posts and that sort of thing. I mean, that's what we did. You know, we uh, when we weren't playing rugby, we were doing farming stuff, whether it was shearing sheep or fencing, and you know, you you name it. Uh, and going back a bit, I guess, cutting scrub as well. So you know, it was all, it was all about physicality, and so you know, the gyms weren't <laughs> weren't part of it. Our, our gymnasiums were our work, pretty much. Ian, it's it's so awesome to have you on SCNZ, uh, mate, and especially talking about the land. Like financially, was there pressure? Did you get any? Was there any payment through rugby back then? Did you ever get a, a bob here or there, or any kind of expenses when you were on tour, or or did you depend on your farming background to um, be able to sustain yourself financially while you were playing for, footy? Oh, I think you know when it came to in those days going on long tours to um, Savig or the UK for four and a half months or four months. I mean you. 
a lot of the guys had to rely on donations from, you know, a lot of the clubs would uh, have functions to raise money so they they could take with them overseas. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, was but, you know, with all taking all that into account, I mean, the, the main thing was that we're representing the, you know, the, the country and, and you've made the All Blacks and that was, you know, that was something else as well. So, you know, we were just so lucky to be um, able to be part of that. So we, you know, I think guys made a lot of sacrifices to, to go on those long tours and maybe they probably only, a lot, a lot of them only made one. But it was just one that they'd never, you know, never forget. And so there was a lot of, uh, yeah, a, a lot of, you know, hard work going into it before. And, um, yes, for some of the guys, it wasn't that easy being away from their businesses or their work for four and a half months and not having a lot of, back in the day, not having a lot of um, technical um, connection with back home. So, yeah, no, it wasn't easy, but but it was always that, you know, that, Silver Fern, that um, that that was what it, you know. That's really what all it meant. It was it was yeah, it was outstanding. Really to be uh, to be lucky enough to be part of it. So you know, a lot of sacrifices were made just to do that. So yeah, I mean the old you know the old rural people they um, they certainly know how to you know, knuckle down and um, get over the some of the sacrifices and um, and they're there for one reason. That's to to win, you know, when I first got in the All Blacks, it was, you know, you don't lose. And if you, you know, if you, uh, and the day before any replacements, uh, you know, you only came off if you broke your back or something like that. I mean, that, <laughs> that was the attitude. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, well, it was tough, something man. else. <laughs> Honestly. My mum loved, um, loved what you, you were all about back in the day, uh, Kirky. She'd always say, is he? Get up those hills, go on the farm, and have a steak and egg for breakfast, and that's what your training you need to do. She would always, and I'd be laughing at her, and I'd be like, "Come on, mum, it's not like that." But I think I'd absolutely <laughs> die on that farm if I'm around you, Kirky. I'm hearing big things that you're throwing hay bales around and, and doing things like that. So you still got it. I want to ask you the question: What do you make of this day and age rugby player right now? Would they last in the farm? Could you see a Dan Carter up there throwing hay bales around? Or not? Oh, yeah, I think so. No doubt about that. Richie, uh, he'd be throwing more than hay bales around too, probably. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it's a completely different game for these guys now. They, you know, it's it's their it's their employment, and it's their you know getting ready for retirement, and uh, when they go into the, the years that they you know are un- unable to play rugby and carry on, it's just and I, yeah, I sort of feel the player welfare thing I worry about now is that, you know, having been through the last forty years of not not playing, but being able to, you know, do what I what I can do now, like badly uh, playing golf, uh, <laughs> not quite as good as you, is he? Um, <laughs> but you know, and being able to to bike and to walk up our Coddy Hill here and. Uh, and to you know, go out and well, help friends uh, after this flood cleaning up and that sort of thing, um, being able to do that still, um, you know, that's. But I think these guys now that are playing now might not have that luxury. You know, they. It's a tough game now. It's, it's you know, it's the players are bigger, they're faster, 
I mean, you know, the, the backs now are bigger than what we were in the forwards just about now. Well, they, well, they are. And um, but you know the the requirement now in the game is that you know it's about it's about speed, it's about size, and it's just you know it just it worries me a bit that these guys once once they get to the the ages of you know forty plus, fifty plus, sixty, that you know they're going to have a lot more problems than we ever did as as amateurs. So you know that, that's that's my big concern about the game at the moment that it's getting so physical that these guys and they you know they're getting they're getting well paid and fair enough too and mm. so they should and but you know it's just and they're doing it for you know for their future so you, you can see why they want to hang in there and, and keep on doing it uh, but it's it's not easy and some of the hits they take you know it's pretty you know it's it's getting pretty gladiatorial so you know that's that's my big worry about these guys now that they, um, you know, they're playing. I mean, I guess we never worried about what we were going to be like when we were 60 either. But having been through it, um, you think back that, you know, I'm quite pleased I did play in the amateur days when we, when we got about a dollar fifty a day while we were on tour. Um, that money was never the, the issue. It was, you know, putting on that silver fern. That's that was that was that meant everything. So yeah, that's the difference I see. I love it, absolutely love it, mate. That silver fern, that's what it should all be about. And I think we've kind of drifted away from that a wee bit. Hopefully we can come back and I think they'll be listening to this and thinking, shh, that's what it was all. You paved the way, Kirky. And, and something that's a little bit more concerning is probably you scoring so many tries in the Ford pack, other than Stu Wilson. So other than that moment of scoring plenty of tries, what is your proudest moment in your footballing career? I think well, you know, the first time you've selected, I, you know, it was all all happened pretty quickly for me when I was in Canterbury, and uh, and I actually went down there in the beginning of of '67, and within a couple of months I was in the army <laughs> in Burnham, doing national service, which was about three and a half months in the winter of uh, of all things, but. And yeah. so I, you know, I didn't, I didn't play a lot. Of, I didn't get the chance to play a hell of a lot of rugby that I really wanted to. It wasn't until I came out in sort of July, August that um, everything started to happen for me, and it just happened all so quickly that, you know, I don't know how the hell I did get in the All Blacks really, but uh, um, yeah, there was, it was, there was. I think that was the, the crowning moment really, with it being having your name read out and. And of the standard athletic park, it was you know there's probably seemed to be more people at the afternoon function than were at the games. Not, not quite, but it was you know it was it was some sort of atmosphere and uh, hear your name read out uh, for the first time. I mean that was that was probably the crowning thing of, of my career. You know after that, well, you know the game <laughs> the game wasn't as structured as it is now, so you really had to go out there and really you know you had to you had to go and find find the ball. You had to you had to back up. You had to do this. So the, you know the fitness requirement was still there. Sometimes, sometimes you probably wonder why, but but it was. And so because there was less structure, then you had to get out there and do your thing that you could do in your position and the way the game was played then. So yeah, no, it was completely different, but. But still, it was you know that's what it was at the time, and so you know you just 
um, went out there and uh, just did your best. And if you scored some tries, it's usually someone else made them for you. <laughs> some a lot of the time. So yeah, no, it's about being Johnny on the spot and um, yeah, just keeping up that your physical fitness and um, that sort of mental attitude that you required before you went on. Um, you certainly, uh, under Fred Allen, you certainly had no trouble about motivation with him, uh, <laughs> with his team talks and uh, the way he used to, um, or the way he worked on your psychology and stuff. And so, yeah, no, it was it was, it was an outstanding 10 years I had in the All Blacks. It was magnificent. Oh, you're an absolute champion, Kirky, and and I I know plenty will be taking uh, the, uh taking this on, and you'll be providing them with hope. Do you have a message for our rural communities and the farmers that might be doing it tough at the moment, wherever they are around the country, about how important they are to New Zealand? Just a quick message. Oh yeah, no no doubt about that. I you know my own personal experience was 1985 when we had a, a flood up our valley, pretty much within about. I suppose a radius of about probably 10 k's when everything fell to bits and um, then we had Bowler three years later mm. which didn't help and so you just, you know, you had to you had to just get that fortitude that you sat back thought it out, what I've got to do what's best for me in my, you know, my case and then the, and these guys now do got to do the same thing you know you you don't know what you're going to do until it happens and when it happens you, you just got to be careful and just do things that that you know is going to be what you want and what's going to be good at the end of it so but it's a slow process I mean now you know we haven't really had a summer at all so the ground's so wet and and same and one you know particularly in Hawke's Bay and up here um, it's it's not easy to get out there and and tidy you know roads up slips up get get bridges built or you know temporary um, roads put in so you can get stuff out. It's just you know they just got to go through it and it's not it's not easy. But but you know with help from you know your neighbours and your and your friends you know you they'll, they'll get through it. But it's you know it's a trying time and it's not. Mentally, it's, it it sort of works on you. So you know, you got to be, you just got to be careful with what you, you what you do and how you approach it, and just try. And you know, what's what's a great thing about mental health is to get out there and exercise if you can, and um, throw that into the mix, and you, you'll find that you know it's uh, it, it helps a hell of a lot. And so. Yeah, so you know these guys are these farmers now. They work as hard as farmers have ever worked, and so you know I think you know most of the guys will get through it. Some some will have real problems and and may may not make it. Who knows? But uh, but I just wish them well in their in their recovery. And so you know it's uh, it's not an easy time. But when when you see the sun come out, uh, it certainly makes a difference. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Ian Kirkpatrick, just a nice message to the community, particularly up there in the Tairawhiti Hawks Bay area that has been affected. We appreciate you coming on the show, Kirky. Um, you're an absolute legend, 
and you show you show everyone what it really means to to represent your country. That silver fern on your chest, there is nothing better, there is nothing bigger. Absolutely appreciate it. Thanks so much. No, no trouble, is he? Sport and the connection to the land on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Profit from the best advice with Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008.